Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered ChumbaCasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over a hundred casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Ready? Good afternoon, good morning, good evening, wherever you are in the world, wherever you are tuning in from. If you're tuning in from Modlevo Arena, I would ask, what are you doing in Modlevo Arena at two o'clock in the morning when you should be at home and the security has got it all closed up? Or is it six o'clock in the morning? Whatever time it is in Australia right now. You should not be within the grounds of Rod Laver Arena. However, if you are tuning into Talking Tennis, <laughs> at least you're doing something worthwhile. I guess that, though, is open to debate. Listen, get your thoughts in the live chat. Get your considerations in. I've put a poll as well on YouTube to see who you think is winning the women's final, uh, which, of course, after today's results is... Spoilers alert, if you still haven't seen those semifinals and you plan to watch the highlights or even those matches to the completion, probably best you pause this YouTube video now and come back to us in a few hours. But if you are aware of the results, and I assume you are, you will know that Ribakina and Savalenka are going to contest Sunday's final. I like this little tweet here, by the way, suggesting... The AO balls after that particular final will not be in the best of shape <laughs> because those two, I would argue Savalenka slightly more, but those two players will be hitting it hell for leather. Get me your, your thoughts in, in the live chat, in the comments below this video or on the side of the live chat, what you think about today's matches, tomorrow's men's semifinals and the upcoming Australian Open final. I have posted a poll on YouTube. I will consult that at the end. At the moment, uh, 100% of votes are in favor of Rybakina. So we will see. I will come back to your comments and that poll, though, later on. 
First of all, let's get to it. Let's talk about the two semi-finals that we had today. The first one, of course, was between Rybakina and two-time Australian Open winner Azarenka. Rybakina emerging in straight sets. Uh, let's get that up on the screen for you. That result, of course, being 7-6-6-3, barely tells the story. Rybakina and Azarenka. Azarenka takes an early break. She goes up 3-2. But, crucially, she doesn't have that break for long. Rybakina breaks back immediately, ladies and gentlemen. Immediately. So, it's 3 all Now, Rybakina is in the middle of a pretty impressive spell. Because she is down 3-2. But before you know it, in the blink of an eye, she is up 5-2. And John... Don't try and click your fingers live on air. Um, She wins three games in a row. Uh, She gets the break back. She holds serve. And then she breaks again. Now, between 5-3, Rebecca serving for the set, and the end of the tie break that is going to come up, Rebecca had an issue. And that issue must not repeat itself in the final if she is going to win that final. That issue being she could not get her first serves in. For the first five or six games of the match, serving fine, with the exception, of course, or the first four games, the first two service holds, let's say, no problem. She held very comfortably. But she then started to have an issue with getting the first serve in. It was gradually going down to the extent whereby to the end of that tie break, she was less than 50% first serves in. And you cannot afford to do that against players like Victoria Azarenka, who return incredibly. And the same will be in the final against Sabalenka, an incredible returner. She will be gobbling them up for breakfast if she doesn't get her first serve in. However, very important, Rebecca got it together. Anyway, before we get to that, though, Azarenka, as I said, now staring down the barrel in that first set, 5-3, Rybakina serving. Azarenka breaks back. She then goes on a little run. Rybakina halts it. They then go into a tie break. In the tie break, Rybakina ekes out a lead. Azarenka gets it back. Rybakina ekes out a lead. She's up a double break, Rybakina. However, at 5-2, again, Azarenka eats into that. 5-4, back on serve. However. During the tiebreak and then during the second set, some unfortunate, badly timed, let's say, double faults occur. Now, there were not that many double faults in the match. There were only uh, nine, six off the racket of Azarenka. But the worst thing was they were untimely, coming at the worst possible moments during the tiebreak, crucial stages of the second set en route to Azarenka getting broken. Now, there's no good time to do a double fault, but perhaps the best time to do it is in the first game, as, by the way, Rybakina, one of her three fault, double faults came in the first point of the first game. But she held to 15. There's an example of a double fault coming, no problem. She then faulted for the third time, so the first three serves she had did not land in. The fourth one did. She gets off and running, no problem, and only double-faulted twice more for the rest of the match. And by the way, we can just see that the first serve 
did go up. As I said to you, it dipped below 50% as that first set came to a conclusion. But she did pick it up in the second set, helping her and aiding her and abetting her to victory. John, breathe. Get your comments in. Get your thoughts in. If you are watching this retrospectively, of course, comment below the video. If you're watching live, get in the comments now. And also vote in the YouTube poll. Who have you got winning the final, Rybakina or Sabalenka? Talking of which, Rybakina Sabalenka was the second semi-final. Um... Rebecca Savalenka was second semi-final. John, no, it wasn't. Of course it wasn't. That's going to be the final. The second semi-final was between Magda Lynette and Arena Sabalenka. That one ended today uh, in straight sets to the uh, advantage of the Belarusian. She won 7-6-6-2. Lynette gets off to a flying start. To love, she leads. She breaks the Sabalenka serve. However, from this moment onwards throughout the rest of the first set not only does Lynette not get another break point opportunity she only wins one point throughout the entire set on the Sabalenka serve so when they go into the tie break having had the situation with Lynette upper break Sabalenka breaks back two games all they then exchange serves throughout the rest of the first set they get to six all. There's been a few breakpoint opportunities for Sabalenka. She didn't take them. No big deal. We go into the tie break, and Sabalenka knows for, for, for her previous five service games, she's lost one point. Meaning, if she continues that vein of form into the tiebreaker, and she did, She's going to be looking very good. But even in Sabalenka's wildest dreams, I'm sure she didn't imagine going up six love in that tiebreaker at the change of ends. She's six love up at the change of ends. Lynette does win one point. However, Sabalenka wins that first set tiebreak to the cost of just one point. And probably from that moment onwards, it extinguished any chances that Lynette probably had of winning this match. Sabalenka goes up a break in the second set. She goes up a double break as well. She's up 5-1. She has a couple of match points on the Lynette serve. She doesn't take them. No bother. She's now going to have the first of two opportunities to serve it out. She does double fault in this uh, deciding game. And there is a net cord, by the way, that does go the way of Sabalenka. And she manages to close it out with a winner for a place in the final. If we have a look at the stats, by the way, look at this particular stat here. The double faults stat. We remember how a year ago in Adelaide, but also in the Australian Open, Sabalenka was struggling big style on her serve. And of course, in particular, the double faults. But look, today... Two double faults in the entire match. Not bad for someone who was served so aggressively. She talked about the biometrics and the work that she'd been doing. I remember in her off-court interview, sorry, in her on-court interview after the quarterfinal that she had against Pliskova at last year's US Open, just how much she'd been working on it. And I tell you what, her form, there is a turning point in Sabalenka's 2022-2023. And I tell you when it comes... It comes in the third round at the U.S. Open in September last year. 
down a double break to Kai Kanepi. Facing match points to Kai Kanepi. She gets a bit lucky with a net cord, saves a match point. She also gets that double break back, by the way. Goes on to win the match. And she hasn't looked back since. From that moment, midway through the US Open, what continues? She gets to the semifinal. She plays Iga Sviontek. She goes three sets. She's up a break in the third set. The fact that she loses that match does not bother her, does not alter her course, in my opinion, to Australian Open glory. Because what happens after that? WTA finals, very impressive. She gains revenge over Iga Sviontek, winning the uh, the final set there 6-1. Extremely impressive. She loses the final, but it was such a high-quality final between her and Garcia. This was not an Arena Sabalenka, nervy, double-faulting, not taking advantage, not at all. It was just a really high-quality final, and Garcia had the one break in the entire match. No big deal. Sabalenka does not let her affect her. It does not derail her from heading towards, in my opinion, inexorably towards Australian Open glory. Because in Adelaide, she wins that tournament without dropping a set. She goes through this tournament. She's beating players such as Bencic and today Lynette without dropping a set. 20 consecutive sets she won. Or she has won so far this year. She has not dropped a set. That's 20 in a row. And as Jack said during our live commentary earlier on today, she only managed the best sequence of sets she had in the whole of 2022 was five. She has quadrupled that run already. And we are only on the 26th day of the year. Pretty impressive. Let me know your thoughts. Don't forget to vote in the poll that I have running right now. It's there. Get your comments in the live chat. And if you're watching retrospectively, let me know in your comments below the video. Also, don't forget to like and subscribe and let me know your thoughts on the upcoming final. It's going to be close. There are arguments on both sides of the net to suggest why one or the other is going to win on Sunday. In the favour of Rybakina, I would suggest her form has been getting better and better. Rybakina, since that match against Daniel Collins, has looked mightily impressive. And in that game, in that match against Collins, by the way, she was pretty impressive, winning the first set very comfortably. The second set was the outlier. It was super tight. Collins took it. Third set reverted to the norm. And Rybakina was the much better player in that match. And she was so good... I tipped her to beat Sviontek in the fourth round, which is exactly what she did. And by the way, in the last three rounds, despite the tricky opposition, she's won in straight sets. Sviontek straight sets. Ostapenko straight sets. Azarenka straight sets. Three Grand Slam champions. Six Grand Slams between them. Zero sets won against Rybakina. What else is in her favor? I think she's the more solid player under pressure. She's cool. It's a bit of a cliche, but she is cool under pressure. She has shown it. She's won a Grand Slam title before. She was a set down to Angebeur in last year's Wimbledon final, but she came back and she won that title in style. The only Grand Slam final, by, by the way, last year that went three sets, 
Fingers crossed we get a three-setter on Sunday in an exciting final. And as that ball, by the way, suggested that I showed you at the beginning, we may well be on for an absolute classic. Fingers crossed we get it. And fingers crossed we get to see a tennis ball at the end looking a little bit like this. That would be pretty cool. Uh, make sure you hit that like button, by the way, and subscribe to the channel if you are new. If you are new, where have you been the last six months? Nevertheless, it's never too late to, do- to join and climb aboard the Talking Tennis train. Quite a few train res- references, by the way, in this episode so far. We've had derail. We've had on track. Are we on track? Whatever. Inexorably towards a Sabalenka win, in my opinion. Despite those factors, despite the fact that in Grand Slam final terms and in Grand Slam terms, in many respects, Rebecca has the edge. And in terms of experience, despite them both being very young players, she does have the edge. And you would, if it, if there's one of the two players that has a mental collapse, you know, a stream of double faults or anxiety attacks, you would imagine it would be Sabalenka. But if both players perform to their abilities that they have shown, particularly in the last few weeks, particularly in the last uh, six months. Remember, Rabakina went out early in New York. Um, unfortunate in that Wimbledon points didn't count and therefore wasn't able to play in the WTA finals, end-of-year finals. But Savalenka, in my opinion, right now, is the better player and playing the better tennis. So I'm going for Savalenka. I also went for her at the beginning of the tournament and I've seen nothing in the last two weeks to change my mind let me know in the live chat but also in the comments below who you have winning and you can also vote in our poll poll p-o-l-l not p-o-l-e like we have for magda lanette who goes home head held high she's had a great tournament beating garcia for example en route that was an incredible win hopefully we'll be seeing plenty more of her deep in grand slams in the future but today is the day for Arena Sabalenka and also Rybakina. Of course, some painful moments for Azarenka in that semi-final. But hopefully, despite her age, she'll be back. She's obviously in her 30s, the double-time, uh, the two-time Australian Open winner. Maybe this is going to be a renaissance for her in the final years of her career. Maybe we'll be seeing her again at this stage. And as long as she returns as well as she has done, and as long as she keeps her nerve like she did against Pagula in the previous round, we will be seeing her again in the latter stages of Grand Slams, maybe even in New York uh, later on this year. Get voting. At the moment, I can see we've got 80% suggesting of a back and a win. That's a little bit of a surprise for me. But listen, keep voting, and I will return to that poll later on. Next on the agenda, the men's semifinals, which will be coming up live on the channel tomorrow. What have we got? Let's have a quick look at those men's semifinals. The first one will be between Stefanos Tsitsipas and Karen Hatchinov. Let's give that a little bit of uh, showtime, shall we? There we go. So those two will be facing off starting at 4.30 a.m. Central European time. That'll be 10.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Or Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. 
ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Five matches to love or five and oh city passes in his favor over Karen Hatchinoff. The last meeting coming in Rome of last year when it went three sets. But in those five matches, Hatchinoff has won just twice. So I do imagine City Pass will win again tomorrow. But a couple of intangibles, if you like, difficult to predict. If Hatchin sorry, if City Pass brings it, City Pass wins. Three, four sets. The intangible, the thing I'm not sure about is Stefanos' consistency. In the previous round against, um, who did he play in the previous round? Um, Lehetska. He didn't play well. He won. Good sign, you would suggest. But let me tell you this. If he plays like that against Hatchinov, or if he plays like that in the final, probably against Novak, he ain't winning, ladies and gentlemen. That is for sure. So he'll need to bring a very, very good level because Hatchinoff is bringing it. Hatchinoff, we know his level. He's extremely consistent. It's not just a pusher, by the way. I wouldn't go that far. He does tend to just turn up the notch, turn up the heat in a rally, and he will test his opponent. And if Stefanos' city pass, his, miss, his backhand is misfiring or his return is off, and we know it can be, he'll pay the price. But if he brings it, and I'm hoping he will, bring it, in other words. I think he'll win. Four sets, let's go for. Okay, that'll be on live on the channel from 4.30 a.m. GMT, live on Talking Tennis, ball-by-ball commentary, plus 3.30 a.m. GMT, 4.30 a.m. CET, Central European Time, 3.30 a.m. GMT, and 10.30 p.m. New York Time, Eastern Standard Time. That'll be on the channel. So let me know your thoughts in the comments section, also in the chat section, also in the comments below this video. I will come back to the live chat in a minute and address some of your points and some of your questions there. So give me your predictions on this match, but also the second semifinal between Djokovic and Tommy Paul. That'll be on as well on Talking Tennis. It'll come at you live and fast in your direction from, delivered by, by the way, the three J's. Who are the three J's? John, Jethro, and Jamie. Hopefully, Jane can also join us in the live chat. Uh, and by the way, those of you joining us right now, but at any time in the future, feel free to not only hit the like button, but also to subscribe to the channel and hit the notification bell in this corner here, and you'll never miss out on anything related to tennis delivered to you by the channel. Also, in addition to that, we've got the little dollar sign here below the live chat. You can click on that and show your support for Talking Titan Tennis. Talking Titanic? We ain't talking Titanic. This shape ain't sinking just yet. Um, you can show your support for Talking Tennis by clicking that button and making a donation of your choice. Tommy Paul, Novak Djokovic. What is happening in this match? Well, let me just take a quick sip of water. 
Novak Djokovic, for the second time in three matches here at the AO, is facing someone he has never played before. He is coming up against Tommy Paul for the first time in his career, just like he did Alex Dimonor a couple of rounds ago. And we all know what happened there. He demolished the Australian en route to this semi-final. Do you see him demolishing Tommy Paul in a similar fashion? I don't. Tommy Paul has been serving really well in this tournament, and none more so than he did against Ben Shelton. Tommy Paul as well in this respect, uh, in terms of his serving, in terms of his game style, I do think it might take Novak a little bit of time, just a few games, maybe a bit more to get used to certain things, the conditions perhaps, or more importantly, the condition of his opponent. We saw Novak at various times. He's a very intelligent guy and a very intelligent tennis player. We've seen him figure certain things out on a tennis court. We've seen him figure out opponents. Sometimes it's taken him a set or more to do so. Remember the Nick Kyrgios final last year and the Berrettini Wimbledon final the year before? Those two Wimbledon finals, sorry. And Djokovic spoke about, in particular after the Kyrgios match, took him a while to get used to certain things. He had played Kyrgios before, but that had been several years before that. It took him a while, but he got a read on the serve. It might take him a set or more to get a read on the Tommy Paul serve. They could well go to a first set tiebreak. Should they do that? Tommy Paul will have to take the, the match by the scruff of the neck and win that first set, potentially, as I say, in a tiebreak. You're not going to get many chances to take a set or more off Novak Djokovic on the Rod Laver Arena. Remember, he's not lost at the Australian Open since the year 2018. That's five years. And I think 36 matches could be 35. Also, he's only lost once in a competitive match since that defeat to uh, Rafa Nadal at Roland Garros. Incredible. Seven matches at Wimbledon, he wins the title. He plays in Tel Aviv, 250. He plays at the Astana 500, 500, wins both of those tournaments. He's now unbeaten in three tournaments. Paris Bercy, he wins matches against players such as Stefanos Tsitsipas, Maxime Cressy as well, I remember, en route to the final there. He's up, a, he's up a break in the third set against uh, Holger Rune. We know how that ended. And that is his only defeat since June of last year. That's seven months and several, several titles. Because after that uh, Paris Bercy, he wins the ATP four finals, winning all five matches. He then comes into the year, wins in Adelaide, and he's won, of course, all his matches en route to the semifinal, dropping just one set, by the way, in the second round. As a result, I do see him beating Tommy Paul, maybe over four sets, but it could equally be three. So I have a Novak Djokovic, Stefanos Tsitsipas final, just as I predicted at the beginning of the tournament. Let me know in the live chat what you think. I'm now going to come back to the live chat and see some of your comments. Let's have a quick look. John Silk, I've been lurking. Your sound cut out just now, uh, like one or two minutes ago. Yeah, I managed to hopefully correct that. Uh, someone there, Sally, there is saying the sound has completely gone. Sorry, Sally. I do apologize for that. And by the way, Sally, I've not seen you before. Make sure you hit the like button and subscribe to the channel if you are new. Uh, Louis there, Espitia, saying it's amazing. Uh, with that name, Louis, eres español? Si eres español, o ti, si tú hablas español, estoy muy feliz para tenerte aquí. Y pone un gusta, un like aquí en este video y suscribir, porfa a nuestro canal. 
Okay, that was just me talking in Spanish, basically saying hit that like button, Louis, and subscribe to the channel if you are new. By the way, Louis, if you don't speak Spanish, I do apologize. Um, okay, I did promise that I would return to the topic of the women's final uh, before seeing us out. Uh, just a reminder of this picture that Bastian posted on Facebook regarding that women's final. Let's hope that the balls are looking like that at the end of that final, because these two will be hitting that ball hell for leather. I'll bring us up on the main screen because there is something I want to address regarding the final between those two. And that is the head-to-head. Um, oh, before I do so, though, I will have a quick look at see what is uh, going on in terms of um, the poll I put up in on YouTube. Rebecca, what are we looking at now? Uh, Rebecca is still leading the poll. Most of you thinking Rebecca is going to win that final against Savalenka. Kind of surprising to me. Uh, make sure you get voting in that poll. And uh, yeah, that'll be cool to see uh, who you've got winning the match at the end. Uh, right now, for example, in the poll, it is 80% for Rabakina, 20% Sabalenka. Kind of surprising. But listen, get voting. Uh, I'll leave that poll up there for a little while yet. Also hit the like button. Get in the live chat and also comment on the video below and feel free to send in a super chat. Uh, I apologize for the technical difficulty earlier in terms of the mic going, but I just had a quick look. and I think we're still good right now. Okay. Um, another sip of water. Yep. But I don't think she needs to serve much better than she did today. She served fine today. A couple of break, a couple of double faults. Um, no big deal there. That's fine during a match. Uh, I think there was one match against Benchich. She did four double faults and Benchich did eight. No one would have thought that. Okay, before we finish, though, I said I would touch again on that final. And more specifically, the head-to-head -head between the two. Do you know what the head-to-head -head is? Can you predict what the head-to-head -head is, by the way? Well, I'm about to tell you. And I'm about to tell you. Maybe we don't need to be Nostradamus to predict the final because the head-to-head -head says this. Sabalenka leads the head-to-head 3-0. -head Does that surprise you? To me, it surprises me a little bit. Let's have a quick look at those three matches, by the way, which, of course, on the women's side, always over three sets. Now, first one coming on a hard court at Wuhan. Second one also coming on a hard court Abu Dhabi. Last meeting was at Wimbledon in 2021 on the grass of SW19. Three sets. Savalenka, three victories. Also, count this. Every single match, first set, Sabalenka, second set, Rybakina, third set, Sabalenka. Sabalenka is winning all three matches, all in three sets, all in a deciding set, having won the first set and lost the second. Does that suggest a similar style win on Sunday? Uh, sorry, Saturday. Sunday's the men's final. Yeah, there we go. Uh, Louis there tuning in from Colombia. I thought so. But you speak English, right, Louis? So we can maintain this. Make sure, Louis, by the way, make sure you hit the subscribe button. Uh, that's what we need. And by the way, anyone tuning in now, uh, Meadow there predicting no tie breaks. Yeah, maybe not uh, as well because there have been no tie breaks before. Indeed, no tie breaks as well in any of these matches. Pretty much identical. Uh, the first set, Sabalenka's winning with what appears to be one break of serve. 6-3, uh, 6-4, 6-3, as we can see there. But yeah, anyway, whatever uh, happens, hopefully we get a good match. I really hope we get three sets. That'll be cool. Um, and 
Will it be 4-0 by the end of Saturday? Or will it be 3-1? And with the most crucial of their meetings coming this weekend. Okay. Ladies and gentlemen, we're coming towards the end of today's 20 minutes. We've gone a little bit over time, but partly because we had a five-minute technical hitch. Please hit that like button. Please subscribe. And listen, support the channel. You can either do so by uh, subscribing. You can also do so by hitting the super chat and making a donation. But to be honest with you, by merely tuning in, come and join us as well for our live watch-alongs. That is also a great way to support the channel as well. You can do so. We'll be on air at 4.30 a.m. CET, 3.30 a.m. GMT tomorrow, bringing you both of those men's semifinals and the women's final on Saturday morning, as it is here in Europe, and on Sunday morning, the men's final. Uh, any more movement on that poll that I had? Uh, there is movement, but even more in the favor of Rebecca. We've got 83% of people voting, and 83% suggest – sorry, we've got 100% of people voting – of course. Um, but 83% of those voting uh, have gone for Rebecca to win that final. That is a little bit of a surprise for me. But hey, listen, uh, we will see. Um, okay, listen, Tennis World, it's been great having you. I uh, look forward to seeing you again very soon. Come and join us for the live watch alongs that we have tomorrow and on Saturday on Sunday. Hit that like button. Do not forget to subscribe to the channel if you're new. And if you are watching retrospectively, get in the comments below and let me know your thoughts on this episode and the Australian Open in general. Tennis world, thanks for stopping by. Sports Social Podcast Network.